So Chris has a topic idea tonight, but I think tonight we're going to talk about immigration, the wall, <laughs> the one true religion, and abortion. Yeah. So fucking this this beautiful uh, meme came across my page the other or today while I was scrolling on Facebook, and it was. Um, Kentucky just legalized nunchucks. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And I was like, well, this is fucking incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, naturally, I post that. I tag the guy from work that's all about the nunchucks with yeah. me. And uh, I'm like, I'm glad somebody's worried about the important shit. <laughs> God, how progressive of us that we've legalized use of the green flail. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, but seriously, what are what are we going to talk about tonight, Chris? Because I think you you hit me you hit me with some heavy shit while we were uh, yeah so prepping for the show uh, and by prepping for the Joe for prepping for the Joe prepping for that jack off. <laughs> I'm off today, man. I can't speak. But anyway, me well, too. So you were you had a subject and it made me it made my butthole pucker. Yeah. So um, overcoming the odds in a relationship. Okay, because you said, and every, I quote, every your, yeah, every relationship, is, he said your, the I royal didn't. you, your relationship, if you're listening to this, if you're within the sound of my voice, your relationship is doomed to fail. It's basically doomed to fail. Why? my verbatim. So 50% of marriages end in divorce. Right, but those statistics are skewed. Well, it's actually higher than that now. It's. I think it's like fifty-seven. It's close to sixty percent of marriages end in but divorce. Th- but then, okay. So, all right. So let's just say, for the sake of argument, sixty percent of marriages end in divorce. Mm-hmm. And this is because people. Do we have any explanation as to why? I don't like, know. For, well, for example, we were not designed to be monogamous, and it takes a tremendous amount of willpower and discipline to maintain monogamy. Well, what's funny is the human species was made to be monogamous. So you're set up in such a way that a male and a female are supposed to be together. The male is supposed to biologically want to be there to rear and care for their own offspring and not have another male come in. And the female is supposed to want to keep the male around because he is strong and this, that, and the other and can help rear the offspring. So right, if you're looking at it from but, a poli- completely biological right, right, standpoint. Right, right. But, but see, here's the thing is that t- technology and convenience have evolved exponentially faster than we as an animal species can evolve. There is no need for you to have a man around to rear and protect your children. It's not necessary. Yeah, Except for for the psychological benefit of that child. Sure, and I and I and get that, but that, but that's no, ultimately... no, but people don't care about their children. People don't no, have right. children and are concerned about what is best for their child. Yeah. For many many people, the child is an accoutrement, is a thing. You know, it, it's an accessory like a handbag or a new pair of, of well, trousers. I, th- I think everybody loves their kid, nah. for the most part. No, um, I'm no. not saying everybody, but most people I think love their kid and want the best for their kid. But they also they love themselves more than anything, yeah. and they're like, I am not happy, and not understanding that your happiness is secondary. And like when we did our marriage series, we basically talked about that for at pretty great length. Um, it 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 doesn't fucking matter if you're happy. Like even if you're looking at this from a purely scientific and biological standpoint. You're supposed to want the well-being of your offspring. Therefore, you need to be present. So basically, if you want to have a successful relationship, don't have children and fuck other people. Is that what we're saying? No, that sounds that, awful. That, that, that no breeding and polyamory are the solutions to yeah, happiness. Yeah, because 
because the human psyche is able to, you know, <laughs> be okay with that. Okay. In all, in all seriousness, though, why is your relationship doomed to fail? Because people make mistakes. And we are, we, we are like, we're at a point in society where, oh, you're not happy. You should leave. Or, oh, you're not being treated right. You should leave. Okay. So and you're saying that because reasons, we're in this weird cycle of disposability. We are very much so. Okay. Um, this isn't the 50s where if somebody left their significant other, they were considered a home wrecker. This is every home is wrecked. Every home is broken. Mo I mean, I come from a broken home. You come from a broken home. Most of our listeners probably come from broken homes. My wife comes from a broken home. Yeah, it's, it's fucking, yeah. it's basically standard at this point. And My brother and sister both come from broken homes? Yeah. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's one of those things. So how, how do you overcome the odds? Like what... What is it? Well, now I see, but but okay, but I I'm still trying to scratch the surface of this because you you drop some profound shit on us that your relationship is doomed to fail. But there have to be there have to be more reasons than just the divorce rate is sixty percent and things are disposable and easily replaced. Things are disposable and easily re replaced is the most simple and basic explanation that I can give. Um, you're basically told from childhood that if something is not going your way leave it alone or cut it out or get rid of it hmm. like we're trained for that and it's it's not necessarily healthy because there are relationships that you have even at work or with just acquaintances or whatever that are necessary there are necessary evils right they're they're necessary evils but my marriage is not a necessary evil your marriage is actually the one relationship that you choose in a lifetime uh it's the one relationship that's not true i mean we that's a friendship it's right. a little bit different right so a friendship terminating is not that big of a deal but the the relationships that are basically guaranteed to I'm last glad i have that kind of value to you that's great i hope cody and jp are listening oh shut up i hope they understand that they're just not that important and easily cut out of I your life i didn't say that you you did it's it's much, it was implied it's much easier to you cut them out us. than it is your kid sure i get okay. it i mean you could or your mom or you your could dad. kill your kid though you could kill anybody right that's fair um that that's not really relevant but <laughs> <laughs> Most of the relationships that are brought on are familial. Okay, this is my brother, this is my sister, this is my cousin, aunt, grandma. Those people are basically always going to be there. Not always. Or, okay. Not you, are bound, of, you are bound to those people by kinship. Exactly. But when you're in a relationship with another person romantically, you have chosen to be with that person. You have, and right. that's choosing to be with that. And a lot of people are like, well, I can choose not to. Sure, that makes a lot of sense. And it's 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 just weird because it's it's hard to get to a place to where you have to see that as okay I have committed to this and now this is as thick as those blood relationships is this matters as much as those um, that were basically bestowed upon me by nature and yeah that's right. how I got there so but having a brain fart so in in relationship if, if the relationship is doomed to fail i mean obviously i think we can both agree that there are reasonable reasons to dissolve a relationship and that there are unreasonable reasons for dissolving a relationship i mean i think that infidelity is that's that you know abuse of any kind is a good reason to end a relationship but you know but also i mean i think that people get to a point where 
they become bored with one another, that they are no longer in love with one another. I hate that terminology, though. Why? In love, because it's bullshit. Really? In love is smitten. Right. I'm no longer smitten with you. Okay, that's going to happen. Like, when you first start hanging out with a new friend, you're going to hang out with them extra, basically. Right. Because they're new. You get that sweet new relationship you energy. Do. You do. And it's the same thing with, like, a, a dating relationship, a romantic relationship. Okay, well, we're smitten with one another. We really like each other, and we want to spend as much time getting yeah. to know this other person yeah, as possible. Yeah, I get it. But that goes away. Like, newness is what everybody wants. Sure. You get your shiny new toy, and you play with it, and then you get bored with it. And that's that whole disposability thing. Like, an individual is not disposable. So the fact that we treat people this way is absolutely There's a There, there is a a a bio waste container at the Planned Parenthood that disagrees with you completely. Yeah, well, we're not going to get into that because <laughs> then then it'll turn into a political thing. And, oh my god! And then people will be like, "These guys are so pro slash anti abortion." Oh my god! Yeah, they disagree with me. Fifty percent of the audience is alienated immediately because an opinion was given. I know it's obnoxious, right? <laughs> I, I think that's one that we should get into at some point. Yeah. No, see, here's here's what I think that we should do. And I'm not saying that abortions are a good idea or a bad idea. What I'm saying is, is that we need a biofuel that is abortion. So we need to take aborted fetuses and figure out a way to process them via the combustion engine. Well, so see, you can we just processing pull, them via people. You can you can pull right up to the Planned Parenthood. You can put this massive, like, you know, three inch gauge or three inch, you know, diameter hose right into your car engine and just pump that thing full of fetus. Well, before Christopher Reeves died, mm. South Park taught us that he was actually feeding on that, aborted embryos. That, that is arguably my favorite episode it's of South Park. fucking hysterical. It's brilliant. Oh, and I can walk! <laughs> it's just cracking up. just breaking them breaking like a crab leg. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, it's brilliant. But anyway. No, so we know yeah. that it is a fuel source because yeah. South Park taught us that. But, uh, yeah, it, it, we, we're definitely conditioned to think that everything is disposable. And the only thing that's really disposable are physical items, not entities. Right. And that's one of those things that I think is really hard for people to wrap their mind around sure. because we are – trying to be so objective and scientific right. with everything that we come so across. Do in you this think world. it's a symptom of our society? I mean, for it's, example, when when my when my father was young, you know, my my remember my dad living with him, you know, even after long after my parents had gotten divorced, my dad would have a pair of, you know, a pair of leather shoes that he's had for decades that he's had resold and that he polishes and that he takes care of because they were a quality pair of shoes mm -hmm. and he had invested in them to make to maintain them as a quality item in his life and didn't need to replace them because he took care of them. Um you know, my, my grandfather and my great grandfather, you know, even more can be said about them mm -hmm. that they had fewer things, but the things that they had had more value. Do you think that, you know, the, the sort of disposable material nature of our society we, that sort of impacted our perspective on relationships with people? Well, it does. And that they become disposable? Ab absolutely. It's one of those things that, okay, so things are disposable now. I don't want to deal with you anymore. You're mm -hmm. too much work, so you're disposable. And realistically, like, do you stop putting oil in your car because it's a pain in the ass? Well, no, but but uh, but eventually, 
there is you you reach a point where whatever item it is is irreparably damaged or worn down so much that it's no longer functional or worth keeping and it is better to replace it i mean now granted that's you know computers cars there are a variety of things that we have that eventually they are going to outlive their usefulness yeah, they're going to be obsolete. and have to be replaced but a, a, a human relationship isn't that way however i think that some damage can be done to our relationship that it is worth replacing and i think that you're not necessarily wrong i think that we reach the point or I believe that we reach the point to where we say it's irreparably damaged. Uh, I think we reach that point far too quickly. Hmm. Like we decide really, really fast. Like let's say I'll use social media as an example. So somebody that you're friends with posts something that you don't like on social media and you're like, I'm cutting this person out. Sure. Why? Because they posted something that you don't yeah. think? Like you're you're so closed off as a person that opposing ideas scare you in that fashion, that's obscene. Yes. And everybody's like that, and we're becoming more and more like that. Like, the bigger that the Internet's gotten in our lives, the more of an impact that it's played, the more of a bubble we've put ourselves in. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's fucking weird. Well, it's interesting, too, because in regards to this is a bit of a tangent, but, but in regards to the Internet, you know, the, the, the amazing thing about a book, right, you and I both read the same book. And we have a shared experience. However, for each of us, that experience is also unique. Yes, we've read the same words. And yes, we were provided the same groundwork for the story. Mm -hmm. But how we felt, what we saw, what we heard, you know, the, the way things were described to us, even though we read the same words, we may have interpreted them or viewed them differently. You know, we see, we both read about this beautiful character, but we pictured them differently. And that's you know, fair. So I think what happens with the internet is that you read this thing that someone has posted and you your immediate instinct is to infer the worst by it right you just you you read that thing and particularly if it's something that you disagree with you go just to the worst possible place for that thing and and you don't address the issue with the individual and say hey did you what did you mean by this like i'm i'm i was bothered by it and obviously you and i are good friends and we disagree on this issue i just you know i took it kind of terse and snarky and it felt rude and i just wanted to make sure that i understood correctly where you were coming from on this issue well and that's just because we're so closed off to dialogue now right um we have information at our disposal well, we're, all the time, we're terrified of confrontation we, we have data yeah but we don't have dialogue no because people you people can't look at other people and have a a a, a a, a sound and civilized discourse about things with which they disagree. Part of it is also that we're not we're not meant to have exposure to as many people as we do. No, no, you're you're absolutely right. So like people yeah. were supposed to be in tribes of like I think 150 or less. Because again, technology has evolved exponentially faster than we're capable of comprehending. Well, yeah, think about it. how many friends do you have on Facebook? I think the average person is like 500 or more friends. I'm below average in all things. Well, I mean, it's one of the, so it's yeah. over 200. Oh yeah, it is. 
Yeah. So you're already way overexposed to people just through that. And then you t- take into account work and just your everyday dealings with people. Like you go to the supermarket or whatever. Like we are so vastly overexposed to people. Like we definitely have – you try to find another way to create a tribe. Hmm. And how do I create my tribe? Well, it's all people that share the same idea as me. And what's bad about that is it, we're, we're exploited for that in a lot of ways politically. And it – creates fragmentation even further and drives wedges even deeper between people and it's just it's obscene i don't i don't like it i agree i don't i don't like it either but getting back to the topic at hand yeah so if your relationship is doomed i mean if 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 that is the foregone conclusion why bother so we as people all want to believe that we are the anomaly that we are the statistical improbability and that whatever the odds, we are able to overcome them. And we are. I, I don't actually agree with that because I don't view myself that way. I, I've i met very few people that don't see themselves that way. Do you not see yourself as a little bit of a black sheep if you're in a room full of normies? Well, I, I you mean— You are a statistical improbability. I, I, How many people marry their— high school sweetheart well, that's pretty slim how many people stay with that person for 26 years after that well it's it'll be 27 this month but okay so 27 <laughs> but you see <laughs> what i'm saying brick, yeah. no you know what i, I do. mean i do so you, you you've already been an improbability sure, but i mean doesn't everybody feel that way everybody feels that way yeah. of course and that's why about being a black sheep i mean yeah no absolutely and that's what i'm saying so if you are already this improbability and then if you just look at genetic odds of you becoming an individual that exists in the world it's like one in something trillion it's it's basically impossible for you to even exist but you do and you you let these very bizarre limitations be placed on you as far as a relationship goes like you you find this person you're enamored with this person you commit to this person and then you're like oh i'm so quick to turn my back on them why why would you want to be a statistic at that point well i but but, but i but i but i don't and i would i would argue that my particular relationship has been through you know some you know relatively unique and difficult challenges over the last couple of decades but you know i i don't Whenever a relationship dissolves, it makes me sad because at my core, I'm a romantic and I don't want to see people's relationships fail. But I also very much understand that there are legitimate reasons for people to walk away from and dissolve a relationship. I agree. But part of it is holding yourself to the standard to which you hold your partner to. Sure. And most people don't. Yeah. I mean, like, hey, you know, my my partner, my partner, you know, put on some extra weight and I'm less attracted to them than I used to be. I That's not a reason to dissolve the relationship. I don't. It's believe. not. But it happens. Sure. Um, we don't have conversations the same way that we used to. Well, you're two different people that have grown. Sure. So why why would you why would you expect to have the same conversation? Well, also, and again, I don't I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to sound I don't make it sound trite or, or or be glib, but you know when you see the same person day in day mm-hmm. out for years and years on end, there are still things that surprise you. But those things are few and far between. They are, but you it's and you, so you get. 
irritated with the same shit all the time. We've talked about also, though, looking for those shining moments and just kind of soaking up the, hey, I enjoy right now with you. And taking an instant and really holding on to that because they're you're you're made to suffer right. like that's what this existence is you suffer a bunch you have to toil you know it's, sure that's what it is to be alive right and you know you know my wife and i've gone through some rough stuff as of late and i i have certainly thought about oh gracias what what it would be like to live without her and and i don't want that right I don't I don't want to be without her. I don't want to live a life without her. No, it sounds you know? awful. And no, it, it 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 does, but I I think that you I think that it is before you make any sort of decision like that and you 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 hastily decide well we're we're done, you really need to consider what would your life be like? separate from that person and how difficult would your life be would you truly be better off i mean i don't think i would be better off without my wife i i would be i would have more free time to myself to engage in the hobbies and things that i want to do but the comfort and the familiarity and 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 that love that we have is worth giving up that free time well, one of the reasons that I said I hate the phrase in love is because love is very much a verb, and we've talked about this on the show before, or I know I have. Um, you have to you have to be in a place to where you're willing to work at love because love is not easy. Being smitten with somebody is easy. Sure. You want the easy shit, so you're so weak that you want the easy shit. Well, yeah, but— All right. But but don't but yeah but I but I I mean who doesn't like easy? Easy's great, but so you're just gonna go from easy to easy to easy and have zero progression. A lot of people do. That sucks. Like you okay? So my relationship cap is here, and then I move on to the next one. That would be fucking miserable. Agreed. Like why would you want that for yourself? Okay, so I can only reach this point. I can't reach the point to where I would be willing to give a kidney for my well, partner. Well, and I, and, I, and I think that I think that is why. And again, I am not in this community, and I am not an expert on this community. But I think that's why people who engage in the swingers lifestyle and polyamory are far more prevalent today and far more open about it than they used to be, because that is, in fact, um, same thing with infidelity. It is an opportunity to, if you'll excuse the expression, have your cake and eat it too. Mm -hmm. You can have in a in an open relationship. You can have both. You can have your long term established partner mm -hmm. uh, with whom you've built a life, and then you can chase this new relationship energy. And thanks, Jess, for teaching me that term. But you can you can go after that, right? So I could let's just say you know, memory and I decided to be polyamorous. We would be together. We would have our home, and we would have our life, and we would have our equity and the things that we've built together. But then we would also have the opportunity to go out and chase that smittenness. Yeah, but you would also every every instant in which you're chasing that smittenness, um, you're taking away from what you could ultimately be building in that life together. But I already built that. It's not done. 
Why not? Why is it? Why does it? I mean, I mean, I've I've got I've got a, a, a hundred story high rise. I, I it's got a helipad on top. It's got sweet, super fast elevators. And I don't you couldn't you couldn't at all I, be better off with yeah, that person. No, nah, I don't. I don't. I don't need. I don't need another sub basement, man. I'm cool. You I don't. I don't you need that. Find a way. See, you're talking about a material thing now. You're not talking about. No, what I'm saying is, is that I have. I was making a metaphor that I had built a thing, a colossal, magnificent thing that doesn't need to be added on to. Then if you had built something that was that profound, I don't think you would be seeking attention elsewhere. Uh, I don't know if I believe that. I do. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I believe that. Yeah, if okay, if things are so great in your relationship and your sex life is healthy and shit like that, why do you need to be having sex with somebody other than the person you're in a relationship with? Clearly not that healthy because uh, because you as an individual are insecure with where you stand. Strange. Yeah. Everybody want to get that strange. It's because you're insecure and you don't you're not comfortable with the place that you're in. Really? Like, do you think you, I do, do you believe really believe it's that an as, oppo- as opposed to as opposed to that you know you are interested in trying something different and if, trying something if new? If I'm interested in chasing somebody else's attention, then I am not comfortable with the attention that i get huh very simple so yeah huh chris and i are making very intense eye contact we are well that was i mean it's we're we're sharing ideas here yeah i i just don't I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if I agree with that. I think that you can have a a, a happy, healthy, faithful relationship, but still find other people attractive and intriguing, and have at some level a desire to be with someone else that you don't indulge because you are faithful to the person whom you love. I'm not saying that you're never going to be in a position to where you would like attention from somebody else thinking oh i would like for them to pay me some attention is very different than actively seeking it i hear what you're saying but again i go back to my original thought of if the relationship is doomed why bother what's the point so you can climb that mountain man why why not? That seems so, like a lot so, of a lot of a lot so of work. So basically, if it's what doomed. you're talking about is complete nihilism, and you're it, like, okay, so we shouldn't it, try it anything. We should just end it all now. Yeah, I mean, yes, no, I that's mean, fucking awful. That's no, awful. Yeah, right. And no, I'm just you're, you're I, already an anomaly. Like, no, what I, what I'm saying is, is that miraculous. you should you should then engage in just unrepentant hedonism. Is that if your relationship mm. is doomed to fail, why bother having a relationship? If you're and miserable just, at work, why go? Because you need money to live. Yeah, but you can go do something else and make money. You could. So why why continue to go to the same place? That Complacency. You don't like? Okay. And that is what that is why a lot of people's relationships sustain as long as they do because of complacency and That's codependence. Why a lot of them die. Sure. Is because of complacency. Because people wake up and realize, oh my god, I've become complacent and codependent, and if I don't get out of here, someone's going to get killed. Yeah. Was that what's what's going on with your phone, Chris? I had uh, my boss say I said a lot about you tonight. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was bad. I'm probably. Well, let's let's talk shit on your boss here. Let's do. Let's come on. Well, I'm not going to talk shit about him. I actually like the dude. Um, oh no, I'm sorry. When I I, 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 I should... know your worth. Yeah. Wow, that's sweet. Aww. 
I love you. So what's your boss's name? Bruce. Why Bruce is, is Bruce is the nunchuck guy. Why is Bruce trying to fuck you? That's um, what I want to know. Bruce isn't. So Bruce and I have an odd relationship. I keep trying to get Bruce on the show. Oh yeah? Yeah. I'm like, dude, just come on the show. You'll have fun. We'll drink beer. We'll smoke cigars. Like yeah. it'll be a nice time. And yeah. he's like he's like, I gotta go spend time with my girl. Like that guy gets less time with his family than I do. Hmm. Um there's more required from him as he's in management there. So she got a baby daddy or something? He's he is uh Oh, he resigned? What? What? Breaking news, Holy Bruce resigned. Shit. Why? I don't know. Oh, this is a conversation for off the air. No, no. This is, ladies and gentlemen, breaking news. Breaking Bruce news. Bruce has resigned. Does So is it because he has a gay name? I don't know. Is maybe. that why? He's, he's actually, he's a real cool dude. I'm sure he um, is. I, I have plenty of cool, for, cool gay friends. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Well, I wasn't insinuating that being gay makes him not cool. Uh, I um, think I think that you were, Chris. I think that's oh, precisely yeah. that's exactly that what is precisely saying. what you implied, and that's precisely what the audience heard, is that you are a homophobe. Yeah, I guess so. Hmm. I'm the worst. Also true. So, back to my original thought. Back to your original thought. My second original we secondary. Should, we, should, we should engage in a bunch of heathenism. Yeah, so what I'm saying is is that yeah, if if your relationship is doomed to fail, then there is no point in trying and you should just live your life till you enjoy your life. You might as well just become a Satanist and, you know, do what it is that you want to do and or as long you as you're just not, become a nun. Or as long as you're not harming other people. Yeah, but you know, nuns don't you don't get a you don't get a just do all sorts. I mean, I guess there's a lot of you know, scissoring that happens in the convent, but I don't know. I've never been there. Mm. I've never been to the convent. Mm. Um, but the word vent reminds me of vagina. So yeah, it does. True. Yeah. Well, yeah. and all the steam that you vent, all that hot whisker. It's biscuit. just a bunch. Of, it's a bunch. Of <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! In this humidity, ah, <laughs> uh, just sticky pussies everywhere. Dude, this humidity uh. has been fucking awful. Speaking of, okay, can I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a real tangent here. All right. I get it when a guy stinks, and it's gross when a guy smells bad and smells like B.O., but I'm very uncomfortable when a woman stinks. Are you? It's so gross. It's so much grosser to me because they're better than us. Yeah, because women are attractive. Because they're supposed to be better than us. And and just, I'm not going to give any context, but I was around a woman today who stank, and I was like, oh my God, you need to wash your feet. You're so gross. Why are you here? You're like a dude. You're disgusting. Go away. We went to a strip club one time. And you the, could smell period, not period, but bo. Oh, uh, uh. like, like we're you know sitting at a stage, and like one dancer finished, and another one came up, and is like giving us attention, and she smelled, and I was just like, oh, go shower, and like obviously the girl's working and sweating or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I was like, you smell foul. And Did I, you tell her that? No, I was just like. I'm gonna go get another drink. Yeah. Do you have a pen? Here, let me let me write on this. Let me write on this dollar bill here. Like you know, ugh. fix your shit. Yucky. Go Yuck. take a shower. Yuck. But like, if a dude stinks, especially really stinks, I'm like, okay, that's gross. But I get it. You're a dude. You're gross. You're. We're all gross. We're disgusting, hairy, ugly. Ugh, right. But when this beautiful, pristine creature smells of of just ass and feet, I just want to throw up in my mouth. I can't take it. Uh, that's brutal. I can't. That's fucking brutal. Yeah. Brutes magoots right there. Uh, oh my god. We're, so I started this week when I posted the new episode. I started uh, saying I started putting 
our Gmail and everything because I'm like, send us your hate mail. Well, Just right give on. it to us. Yeah, we, you need, we to, need You this. should probably check my email for me too. Is it bad? I don't know. I haven't looked. <laughs> well, we only have one. Yeah, I know. Where's the Pants Podcast email? Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll get there. We'll get there where we have private email accounts and people can be like, Chris, fuck you. I hate your girly voice. Your hair probably sucks. Uh, I'll kill you. Chris's hair is amazing. <laughs> and I have a friend who is an IT wizard. And with just a little bit of email header, we can find you. We will locate you. Oh, no. We will find you. I know scientists <laughs> and they know how to work the google machines no no no. i actually do have a buddy who can well, who, peter chu can he can oh peter chu is like super in tune with that mm. and he had a buddy that was like i could hack your computer he was like oh you could and the guy's like fuck yeah i could so he unplugged his ethernet cable and he goes do it bitch <laughs> and the guy's like that's not even fair he's like it's perfectly fair you said yeah. you could hack it hack it yeah get up in them guts and the guy you know obviously couldn't he's like you see <laughs> you see what I can do by just unplugging something. It was funny. That guy's hysterical. Yeah. He's clever. He is quite clever. But yeah, no, I know a couple of people that are like that. that yeah. like, so I could find you. But, but, but I, you, you still have not persuaded me as to, I have to climb the mountain. Here's what, here's what I hope. And, and this is how I feel about Everest and, 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 you know, all of the all of the fatal mountains that people feel obsessed to climb and leave their feces and their garbage and their dead bodies along the way. Ooh. I hope the mountain kills you because you don't need to climb it. There's no reason. There is no benefit other than your own fucking ego and pride. And I hope the mountain kills you. Life will surely kill you though. Yeah. The, the mortality rate is a hundred percent. So yeah, sure. I get it. But, okay. but why, but why bother climbing the mountain that is a relationship if it's doomed why to fail? Why bother doing anything? Because that's really all you're saying. Why do anything that's, that's not easy? Because Be there, there are plenty of things that you do because they are pleasant pleasurable and you enjoy them and a relationship can be pleasurable in struggle and outside of struggle and so it's it's not now that's no no oh no so, so you it say is something. not pleasurable I in the struggle that i disagree it is not and you appreciate struggle you appreciate is not pleasure not, it's not fun you appreciate not struggling more when you have struggled okay i no yes you do there <laughs> no no. So have you and your wife ever gone through just financial crisis? Uh, really, no. Never. Tara and I have. We have been, like, financially, we've been in such a shitty place before. and I mean, we've had struggles, but not, like, crisis. Oh, yeah. We've been, like, financially, we've been fucked before. And that was fun for you. Getting out of it was. No. It was, it, dude, when you fucking have that win, it's so gratifying. So and, the, like, the, the sigh of relief is good, but... So the destination was enjoyable when you arrived. The journey was not fun. The journey is never fun. It's not supposed to be fun. Like, that's the whole that's the whole preface of, hey, if you're alive, you're going to suffer. It's always going to be hard. Yeah, you're right. I think... ...and do coke and, oh, yeah. and not... Yeah, and not have a relationship. Thank Get you. The fuck out of here. You you you're far too complacent <laughs> to leave it. Wow. 
So we, I'm going to get divorced, and it's on Chris. That's what I'm going to tell it's, my wife. It's my, this yeah. is Chris's fault. Yeah, Chris did this. But I want it in the paperwork, and I want yeah. I want to be faxed a copy. Okay. Well, first of all, what the fuck is a fax? Okay, I want to be sent a copy. Oh, you mean like scanned into you the computer via email? email? Yeah, or, I think that, that could be done. you can go to work, and you can say, hey— Run this through the copy machine. I need to give some to Chris the next time yeah. I see him. And I'll be like, wow, wow this is copy. nice. There you go. There you um, go. Because if I'm handed a copy, I'll probably frame it. Okay. I'll I'll want to skip a few to the page that I'm on because that's yeah. how ego works. Why, why would you not – why would you do anything other than that? Yeah, I mean no, if you're not – if you're not prominently featured on every page of the document, the only page that matters is, is the, the page that, you that you're featured. That's how we are with your books. Yeah, that's no, for sure. sure. We're what like, the hey, fuck? which page am I yeah. on? Well, actually now as an adult, you go back and you're like, yeah, I fingered her and she blew me and – no, you do do that a little bit. Yeah. You do do that. You do do. <laughs> do do. You do that a little bit. Well, it's funny. So a lot of people use social media to like look at their exes and stuff. Yeah. Stalking your ex is not healthy. No. It's not good for you. Stalking a crush is not healthy. It's no. not good for you. And I'm not saying like being an actual stalker, but like checking in on what somebody, yeah. you know, a potential romantic interest or somebody that i don't think that's good did you did you see that uh that meme that was going around I shouldn't memes not even the right word there's a picture on the internet there's a guy from the bruins uh you know the hockey team who's skating along the uh, glass there and there's two women standing there in the glass and they're holding a sign up for the glass that says hey and i forget his name we sucked your dick in high school <laughs> i was like how stupid would he feel that is he was he was just laughing I'd feel so stupid. Yeah. I'd be like, "Oh god." Yeah, they weren't unattractive. I'm not saying that. Yeah, yes you were. You just... were saying you were saying these two disgusting That's... orca, these whale beast women. It, it's were... funny because we talk about sex on this show a lot. <laughs> but like in no way shape or form am I like, "Oh yeah, you guys should fucking get to see all the notches in my bedpost." Yeah. Um, no, I don't, I'm not about it. I don't. I'm not about that either. But I think I would be flattered if I was skating along the ice and these two, you know, relatively attractive young women were like, "Hey, remember when we sucked your dick?" I'm like, "That sounds awesome." I'd probably laugh, but I'd be like, "This is fucked up," and yeah. I don't want that yeah. attention. And you'd be in so that, much trouble with Tara. That's not the picture. Tara'd be like, "People sucked your dick before I ever knew you. How dare you?" Right. <laughs> well, that's how relationships work. You get jealous about some shit that happened before you were together, and you're like, "How? How could you ever?" Do something with somebody that's not me. Nah, no, I don't. That that doesn't bother me. No, I think it bothers most. Yeah, do, doing something with someone while we're together—that's an issue. But nah, whatever. I mean, you had a life before me. You'll have a life after me. I'm not just why bother with that. Yeah, you're you're very objective when it comes to that because yeah. most people aren't. Hmm. I've seen lots of couples like where you're together in a couple scenario, and something will get brought up somehow, some way. And it definitely creates like an awkward moment that is so it's like cringy. Hmm. I guess my wife and I are just a, a unique anomaly. That oh. <laughs> oh. It's like this this territory's already been tread. No, oh, yeah, it's been tread. It's been held down over a barrel and cornhold. Yeah. <laughs> Yucky. <laughs> but yeah, why why try? Because yeah. everything worth having is worth trying for. And so, so the the argument that you're making is that the benefits of being in the relationship are worth the struggle. Absolutely. And what are those benefits? So, one, you have the security of knowing that that person's going to be there. Like, actually knowing that that person's going to be there is a big ordeal. Knowing 
that are faced with crisis, that person's going to be there to be by your side or hold your hand. What about knowing that that person is going to betray you and they're going to knife you in the spine and break your heart? So C.S. Lewis actually has a quote on this, and it's really, really good. But Was he the child molester? No, he was the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe guy. Yeah, the one who was like, hey, little kids, come in this closet in this magic little world and have some ambrosia. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the one, yeah. He, uh, he had a quote that basically, I'm going to paraphrase and butcher everything. But yeah, so basically, just let's not bother. Let's move on to the next thing. So, <laughs> <laughs> but the quote basically says that if you are ever to be in love or ever to love somebody, your heart will surely be wrong, possibly broken. And you are able to stop that by wrapping yourself up and uh, basically, I think you've basically going, this before on the show. going, yeah, I have laying in a casket of your own basically selfishness and being there forever and sounds becoming cold awesome. and broken. Yeah, that sounds awesome. The the ability not to not to share love because you're so obsessed with keeping yourself intact okay, sounds great. But, but because you and all of what you are are not flawed and couldn't be better and couldn't benefit from oh, somebody cor- being in your of life. Of course I could be better. We could all be better. Oh, okay. Brad Pitt could be better. Probably not. Now you're right. I mean Quentin Tarantino could lose a few pounds, but other than that, no, I but I mean, have you ever considered that you get to a point where you've just had enough of that? You've had enough love, you've had enough relationship, and you just want to do something on your own or be alone? I am the, I'm, I guess, one of the people. I don't know how many people there are like me. There's seven. Okay, so I'm one of the seven people that is, I, I am always i always feel like even if i'm in a room full of people i feel like i'm by myself Mm -hmm. so this whole not having somebody there thing sounds awful not having somebody to share life with share experience with but okay let me let me so so uh, i don't know you reconcile this for me you feel alone in a room full of people Mm -hmm. What is the point of having someone there if you feel alone anyway? Because you don't always feel alone with that person. And I think that's the anomaly, the beautiful part of having that person with you. Hmm. It's a way to step away from being alone. Like, I get to I get to basically say anything that's on my mind to my partner and vice versa. That's really nice. Like, actually getting to share your thoughts, actually knowing that they're received. That's That's special. And having somebody that's willing to do the same for you. That's very special. Like somebody that's willing to confide in you that way. Somebody that's willing to unload on you. Like share the burden. It's good. All right. So is there anything that you don't tell her that you would tell someone else? I think with every relationship, there are things that you don't want to tell your partner that you would tell somebody else. Like let's say you're out and about and you see somebody that's smoking hot. If you're out with one of your friends, you're more likely to be like, hey, that person's smoking hot. Ha ha ha. If you're out with your partner, you're far less likely to say it because you don't want your partner to feel insecure about it. So do I think that there's that to an extent? I think the the more healthy a relationship is, the less that happens. The more open you are with that person. Hmm. And then I think like when you see the old people together, like the really old people that just don't give a shit. Yeah, and they disgust you. Yeah, they don't give a fuck. They're like, hey, 
I fucked a hooker in Nam. <laughs> and the wife is like, he did. He's nasty. <laughs> and I gave BJ a BJ on the Ferris wheel. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and they just legitimately don't give a shit. It's just all out there all the time. And I think that's nice. <laughs> but no, like last night, for example, I walked by. So there's a picture behind you. And there's a tree. And it's got me and Tara's name carved in it. And the day we got together. Right, and because you you are a, a a monster who destroys the environment, and correct. you savaged a tree for your for your own well, senseless. What graffiti. I didn't tell you is that after that, I clear cut the entire forest around that tree, <laughs> and then we drill, we fracked, we fracked after that, we fracked the shit out of we it, fracked it to hell. <laughs> so. No, I looked at it. Uh, that forest was crying. Well, it was the forces in the shower just crying after it had been it fracked. Could, it just couldn't get clean. <laughs> the water was pink with its blood. Uh, no, so I, I saw the picture and the date stuck out to me, and I was like, oh, wow. Like, we've been in this for a while, and I'm grateful for that. That's nice. And I'm grateful that I get to know that date's going to be there the next time I look at you and the time after that. And that's good. And, like, that's nice. Yeah, maybe I've given up. You've not given up because what's going to happen is you're going to leave here and go home to your wife. Well, that's also true. So I don't think you've given up. I think maybe you guys have gone through some shit recently, and I think you're in an awful place with it. Yeah, whatever. Understandable. That happens. Do I think that's the end all be all? No, probably not. Yeah. Probably not. And just like you said earlier, you wouldn't want to imagine life without her. Oh, God, no. No, it, no sounds, it sounds abysmal. No, it sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> I mean, not just... Like the, I'd, have to, I'd have to, like, I don't know, I'd have to pay bills, and it'd just be fucking horrible. You're not, right. not just, I don't think it's just the work, but it's just the not having that companion there. You mean... Would, Going home and being able to watch whatever I want and being porn able to, on all three televisions to do, to do and on your laptop, toy soldier, just porn everywhere. Just, I just, yeah, I don't You'd know. You'd be sitting there, <laughs> I don't know, modding a soldier. I don't do a lot of porn. Playing with your soldier. Yeah. Oh yeah, you were. And watching Hotel Erotica. What oh, is Hotel Erotica? It's some porno. It was okay. So it was some like fucking beef lick porno that was on Skinamax or some shit like that years ago. I was, uh, I remember being a teenager. And, like, you'd be flipping through channels, and you'd see Hotel Erotica on, and you're like, shit, my parents are in the room. I hope they go to bed. Ah. So I can watch Hotel Erotica. And your little boner would be like, no, let yeah. me out. No, you had, you, had, you had the nervous whiskey dick at that point, basically. Oh. You couldn't get it up because mom was sitting next to you. I don't know. Maybe you're a teenager, and you're weird, and you yeah. just have a boner all the time. Or Remember maybe you're... being a teenager and getting a stiffy in class oh, right yeah. before you had to walk? And oh, you're yeah. like, this is shit. Yeah, bell's about to ring and the bell would ring and you're like, I need to play, place books in front of my dick. Yeah, yeah. Put, put, I remember put a my girl pack there. I remember, uh, I remember in the uh, the seventh grade there was a girl named Tiffany who had her period in class. She had to excuse herself and there was a uh, there was menses on her seat. No shit. No shit. Yeah. Yeah, what was really weird is when I got the the nun cracked me across the back of the head with a with, with her a dick with a yardstick because <laughs> I was sniffing it. I was like, <laughs> oh, it smells like that. It smells like wet manshay. I like that. Oh, that bloody pussy. Give me that bloody pussy. It attracts bears, <laughs> and I'm a bear. They smell the menstruation. <laughs> 
No, it's uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's the that's the word of wisdom this week. Is it don't don't fucking bother. Oh shut! Don't up, you bother. Fucking nihilist <laughs> prick. Look at you wallowing uh, in your own self pity. Don't is just don't bother. Just, just fucking just. I just want to sit here and cry and masturbate. <laughs> shut up. Nah. Shut the fuck uh, up. That's so weak. Don't be like that. You're look. All you've done has been con- contrary, and you've you've taken my place because I'm supposed to be the contrary. I'm here. not. I am not a contrary. You've done nothing but that this entire episode. Yeah, I know you're trying to segue into the next point, but I want to hammer away because I I just want to see you have to explain the same thing again. So yeah, go on, just like, say it again, that's stupid. What's, what's, that's what it's like for my wife when we fight. I just go back to the same. I'm like, wait, explain this to me again. Do you <laughs> actually drives her crazy? I don't do it on purpose. So are you that dense? Yes. That yeah, I am fucking head. moron. I am retarded. You hear I, you hear Mike speak and it's eloquent. Yeah. And he has he has an extensive vocabulary, and you're like, oh, that's an intelligent person. But no. he can't he can't handle basic concepts when they're presented to him. I have the I have like the the attention span of a gnat. Just gone. What what were we talking about? So what you mean to tell me is say that again? Yeah. So look, I. I, you know, if you if you think your relationship is worth it, then you should stick with it and fight and climb that mountain. I think if you've committed to the relationship in that way, you need to try to fight and stick with it and climb that mountain as long as you can. Right, but but there are there but there are things that can happen in a relationship that take your commitment and rock it, and make you question if it is you know. And I, I'm not one of those people. Like I fucking hate those people who. They get divorced and they have a divorce party, you know, like, you oh, know, yeah, just let's like, all be bitter. Yeah. Like season eight of Game of Thrones was an insufferable, insulting piece of shit. Right. But go on. But I do not regret the time I spent watching the show because it was for the most part well written. It was beautifully acted. The production values were amazing. There were some great, great experiences. And I don't regret watching the show, despite the fact that I was disappointed in how it ended. The same thing is true of a relationship. If I got a divorce, I wouldn't suddenly just, just, uh, you know, retcon the, uh, the entire history of my relationship and think, oh, it was all a waste of time. Cause that's just not true. There are many, many good things that come out of that, 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 that I would miss and I would regret not having anymore. You know, even if even if the relationship dissolved. And I think that's just stupid to think, well, looks like I wasted 20 years. No, you didn't waste 20 years. It just fell apart at the end. Maybe it didn't have to fall apart at the end. No, maybe it didn't. And I, I guess that's that was my thing here. Like you're you're already doing something that's impossible. Why not do some more impossible shit? See, and I just, I, I don't think it's unreasonable for people to just be tired, to be tired of doing the work, to be tired of putting forth the effort and just wanting to walk away. Hey, you sleep when you're dead. That, have you ever left a job? Oh, I absolutely have. For another opportunity? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know what that job wasn't? A relationship that I had committed my life to. It was a way to gain money Burps. I mean that's all it was. it was it was something it was something for monetary gain mm-hmm. 
Come on, man. Yeah. So why aren't you married to your first wife still? Yeah, no, she was a cheater, liar, stealer. So why didn't she climb that mountain, Chris? Why didn't she stick with it? Because I fucking I gave up on that one because I decided it wasn't worth it. Because and it was Mm -hmm. and it was the right decision to make, wasn't it, Chris? I'm not saying wasn't it the it was was it it the right. That's all I needed to hear is that it was the right decision. Is it always? No, no, but there's, but you can at least envision in your own empirical experience mm-hmm. that there is a time where it was right to walk away from the relationship. I can, and I'm not saying so. That your relationship was doomed to fail, wasn't it, Chris? That one was, and that, that one, one was doomed, and it did. Is it this did one fail. doomed? Is the one with Tara doomed? Every relationship is technically doomed to fail. Okay, like fair after, enough. After then, you've then, been, then, after, then, after you've been, through I'm going to go divorce. wake Tara up and tell her <laughs> that you're getting divorced. Yeah. Go on. And then, you know. After after you've been through one divorce, the probability yeah. of you going through another goes up. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, you quit once. Why not quit again? Yeah, I can I can leave this. I've already done this Yeah, see, before. if I get divorced, I'm never getting married again. I don't want to do that. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, it's a, relationships are too much work. Well, that's, okay, so that's one of the things that I've said. If something were to happen, God forbid, and I don't want that, and I don't intend on it happening, and we've already been through a bunch of bullshit together, and I'm sure more bullshit will come up. I don't have any desire to do that again with somebody else. And I'm relatively young. I'm 29. But that's – I wouldn't want to do a relationship again. Yeah. Me either. But I guess that's just bitterness. So essentially – okay. So so here's the weekly word of wisdom. Marriage is like cigarettes. Don't ever start. But if you do – don't ever stop. Don't quit. Let it kill you. There you go. That's it. That was beautiful. Thanks, man. You're somewhat of a modern day prophet. I I am. I'm a. I am a prophet. <laughs> With the fucking porn stash. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. I have. I have a Van Dyke, sir. <laughs> yeah. But okay. So there's graying at the bottom. Shut your fucking horse mouth. The stash part is the darkest part. It's so beautiful, isn't it? It's so rapey. It's so awesome. <laughs> and my wife, it's the only reason I have the chin is because she refuses to let me have a mustache. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why can't, you know what? All things considered, I'll have my goddamn, I'll have my fucking mustache. As you're sitting here with your yeah. goatee, <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> okay, babe. Uh, Fine. Yeah. But I can have it if I have this part. Yeah, that's, that's acceptable. All yeah. right, thank you. Yeah. Oh, God. God, I hate being, ugh. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I I run into so if I've not shaved for a couple of days and I go to kiss Tara, she's like, "You fucking poked me." <laughs> yeah, I remember about that. And too. I'm like, I'm like, shh, 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 shh. This is rugged and sexy. Yeah. And she's like, "No, it isn't. It's annoying and prickly." And I'm like, "You're annoying and prickly." Did you tell her that bitches love five o'clock shadow? That's like the preferred. That's the that is the most moistening, panty dropping facial I think, hair. I think the look is, yeah. but the feel is not. Yeah, well, then they should shut their whores' mouths. They should, grow they one should too. fucking decide they what should, they want. They should stop do they want you? Do they want lip. you? Do they? Oh God, no. Yeah, that there's way, that nothing way, more disgusting. That way, they've got some protection. God, if a there. woman comes in with a mustache and smells like ass, <laughs> uh, I'll throw up on her. I, I think that was a good way to end it. <laughs> Michael threw up on you.